Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Check the Mark from New York. I am Mark Lucero. I am live in New York recording this at the Intercontinental in Midtown. Day 12 of the U.S. Open and man, what a U.S. Open it's been. I've been burning the candle on both ends personally. That's why I haven't been able to put out another episode since the beginning of the tournament. So we're just going to dive right in. Men's semifinals today. First match is Felix Auger Aliasim. He plays Daniil Medvedev. I like Daniil Medvedev in this matchup. I think he's going to be able to rush Auger Aliasim. This has been a great tournament so far for Felix. Actually, he's played really solid tennis in the past. He it seems he's struggled in the big moments. You know, we can look at his record in finals, but he's been able to get through it, win the matches he's supposed to win. He's put quality tennis on the board when he's able to but meanwhile Medvedev has just been moving along quietly under the radar and I think this is a good scenario for him to maybe try to get over that hurdle runner up last year I think the next step maybe is moving forward and picking up a title perhaps um, the, the big matches tonight Novak Djokovic Alexander Zverev uh, the story of Zverev he's been playing more aggressive looks like he's really made a step forward since winning in Tokyo, playing more aggressive. You know, the knock on him, uh, he gets a little defensive in the big moments. Serve can go. But this tournament, he served really well. He's moving forward in the court, playing that forehand really aggressively. The backhand's nails. The backhand down the line is money. And watching him practice yesterday, he came inside Ash when it was raining and was just hitting the tar out of the ball. Uh, he's going to have to do that over potentially five sets against Novak. And Novak has just proven that to... To win three sets against him with the way he's playing is... I don't know if anyone can do it right now, but um, he's going to have a tough test this weekend. Just a reminder, Novak was in the top half of the draw. Top half played Tuesday. He has one less day of rest than the guys in the bottom half of the draw who played on Monday, Azure Aliasim and Medvedev, both coming into the semis today with two full days of rest. Not sure if that's going to be a factor, uh, those guys, I don't think anyone still in the tournament has been tested that much physically, but you never know. Novak obviously trying to make history, trying to win the Grand Slam. First male to do the calendar Grand Slam since Rod Laver, the Rocket. Moving over to the women's, we have the finals decided last night. I mean, what, what a couple just entertaining matches to watch. Uh, unbelievable stories so far this tournament. Emma Raducanu from England came out of Qualies. And she's taking Layla Fernandez from Canada. Uh, I did a tweet about Layla Fernandez actually earlier in the tournament, just about what I've seen from her over the last couple of years since she's transitioned to the main tour and the work she's put in to get there and to continue to get here, to get to where she is, to a, a Grand Slam final. Uh, I had a question on Twitter actually about what the practices look like for the pros, for her and for other pros. It's an interesting thing. When you're working with a player who's transitioning you know, a junior player that's transitioning to pro tennis. The practices are particular to that player. But the thing is, when you look at the practices or when you look at what someone's working on, they're never working on things to peak in that moment. They're things with an eye on the future with, you know, a 17-year-old player. How's this player going to play at 20 or 21 or 22 when they're closer to a mature adult? What's their game going to look like? How do we see this player playing their best tennis? What's their ceiling physically? What's their personality like? And are we going to be able to develop a game to match that? Or are there some holes right now in this, you know, in this young person's game that we need to address because they're going to be a factor later on? So 
that's what it, that's what we're addressing in practice when you have a player like her and you know the coach I mentioned who you know are out in those early mornings with a bucket of balls. You are addressing those parts of the game that she's going to need later on. And if it's a matter of her doing a little extra work and being a little tired in a random 250, so be it because we're working towards something bigger. We're not going to take a couple days off and try to peak in Marrakesh or, you know, whatever tournament it might be, Quebec City. We're going to put that extra work in, you know, after an easy match or after, you know, on a rest day. We're going to do that extra physical work because we know that, you know, whatever it is, the reservoir of physicality needs to keep improving. We know, you know, the backhand, whatever it is, the backhand slice needs to keep improving because we see her needing that to play defense out of the corner. Those are the kind of things that, you know, a coach thinks about when you're working with a young player. You need to see the big picture. I think that's one of the reasons you might see young players stall sometimes and maybe make a breakthrough and then have a hard time having further success because maybe the vision wasn't big picture enough or the lens through which they're looking became too narrow or through the team was looking became too narrow and too short-term focused maybe focusing on some short-term money and you know when you focus on short-term money you give up long-term money and the long-term money is potentially a lot bigger so that's kind of um the way i would answer that sort of question as far as who's gonna win geez i'll talk about the matchups Radicanu has been so aggressive on her return of serve. I think she's going to put pressure on the Fernandez serve. I want to see if the Fernandez serve holds up, particularly the second serve. Layla Fernandez is going to try to use her lefty forehand, get the ball moving cross-court away from Radicanu. She's going to try to keep Radicanu from getting inside the baseline. Radicanu's done a really good job of taking away time from players. Fernandez also will need to deal with the Radicanu serve. Radicano a little predictable. Every big point, I mean, you can pretty much take it to the uh, start. You know, take out a notepad when you watch the match, and if she's down fifteen forty, if she's serving at add in in a long game, she's gonna hit the slice serve wide on the deuce to the tee on the add, and no opponent yet I've seen consistently take that away or sit on it and make her pay for hitting that serve in a big moment. And she's gonna play a good one two punch. You know, in the deuce side last night, match point, slice serve wide, backhand to the open court, and you go to the net and shake hands. Thanks for playing. It's very predictable, but I haven't seen someone stop it yet. These crowds inside Arthur Ashe and on the grounds as a whole have been unbelievable. I think we're getting to see a little bit of a glimpse into the future of some personalities. The, the question has, in the last couple of years has been, what's going to happen when Serena's gone? What's going to happen when... Roger and Rafa are gone. I think we have a little peak. Carlos Alcaraz, you know, young Americans, uh, Jensen Brooksby, you know, Francis Tiafo uh, on the women's side, obviously Radicanu, Leila Fernandez. I think there's, you know, Bianca Andrescu. There's so many people that the fans can get behind. Even the ones the fans turn against. Asutipas had the crowd all over him for some of the stuff, the bathroom stuff and that sort of thing. Uh, Medvedev obviously went through the same treatment maybe in 2019 where he was the <laughs> the fan who or the player who good-naturedly you know got the booze from the fans and then turned it around and now now they're now they're all about Medvedev. Um, so I think uh, the game is just fine. I think we have some great personalities who've been waiting in the wings and and it's it's amazing to see these the hunger in these young players and the belief. People always like to comment you know talk, talk to say 
and I think it's really lazy that, you know, their players are so young, they don't know what they're doing. Um, they know exactly what they're doing. They've been training for this, and they're ready for this, and they're going after it. And they believe with clear eyes that they belong in these big matches and beating the good players. And along with that, it's been telling to see how some of these top players, particularly on the women's side, have blinked in the big moment against these young players uh, from Naomi Osaka in the early rounds to Sabalenka to Kerber and Bencic and, and so on, how these players, you know, Svitolina I can put in there too, how the younger players have been the more aggressive players and the more mentally solid players in the big moments. And, and I think that is very telling for the state of the game. That's why the game has been pretty much so wide open. I think that's why we've seen players break through and then struggle with the expectations or struggle in the aftermath of some of those big wins. And we can think of a lot of players on the women's side who have popped a slam and then maybe disappeared for a few months or a year or whatsoever before they sort of recover and, and right the ship. I think there's so many things that that's related to. I also think game style has a big role to play in that if you're not an aggressive player, it's very difficult, I think, to sustain success at the top level in the biggest tournaments if you have to rely on your opponents missing. Not only that, if you have technical holes, they're going to show up in the biggest, most stressful moments, and opponents are going to be able to exploit them. Conditions-wise, the weather has been perfect. It was a warm first week. As we've gone to the second week, we've evaded a couple days of rain. Obviously, there was a huge storm uh, that was just national news, and people were stuck here till 3 in the morning. I know some people that stayed the night overnight. Some people took four-hour car rides back into Manhattan. Some people were stuck and then did a 3 a.m., exfiltration <laughs> and uh that's all i want to say about that today is a perfect fall day it's about 70 degrees outside not much wind i think we're gonna have the roof open today it's gonna be perfect and it's gonna be nice tomorrow so i don't think conditions will be a factor it's been some good eating los tacos numero uno new location in midtown pretty close to these tournament hotels original location or my original location down on church and warren in tribeca that's the uh, the taco mecca for me. Maybe in the country. I'm going to put it out there. Best tacos in the country. And it pains me as a Southern California guy saying that. But I think here in New York at Los Tacos Numero Uno, they got a couple guys from TJ from Tijuana who I was speaking with who opened it up. And man, can't go wrong with the uh, adobada there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The marinated pork where they put a little pineapple strip on top of it. And you put the salsa in there and it's just it's uh, to die for. Uh, I had some ice cream last night at Morgan Stearns down in Soho. The original shop on Rivington is temporarily closed, but the Soho location, man, was popping last night. Had a great dinner. One of my favorite places, maybe in all of New York, Pearl Oyster Bar on Cornelia Street. Walked over from there, maybe eight minutes to Morgan Stearns. And yeah, my good friends there, Nicholas and Darren, just hooked me up. I always go with the salted pretzel caramel ice cream and they talked me into a little hot fudge man <laughs> what a night tough to go wrong with food in new york if you're willing to explore and step out of your comfort zone and that's about it so this has been check the mark hit me up at mark lucero on twitter at mark lucero on instagram i'm heading over to the site i am as you know i've been doing television the entire tournament i'm calling the mixed doubles final i can't wait jess pagula and austin krychik play Desiree Krawczyk and Joel Salisbury. Can't wait to call that match. We'll be on ESPN+. Plus. Catch that match later. Otherwise, enjoy the final weekend of the U.S. Open. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend, and I'm out.